Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below the video online at fellowshipgj.com or if you are a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through your fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's message. Come on and stand to your feet. I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. If you have a mom with you, I want you to look at her and say, you look good today. Come on and put your hands together. Let's worship God. Come on.
Isaiah, do you remember the first time that God chased after you? First time when he caught you, you had that salvation experience, changed everything, changed everything. For some of us, maybe we've, you know, had that initial introduction to him and have a relationship with him for a while. And then we took off again because <laughs> that's human nature. But what did he do? He just chased after you again until you came back. That's how much he loves you. He always come after you. He knows what's best for you. He fights your battles for you. He heals you. He comforts you. He's everything. Because of that first encounter you had with him, that first salvation experience, and we have a hope and a future. Nobody else gets that, but we do. So Lord, we thank you so much for chasing after us. Even though we don't deserve it, <laughs> you'll do anything to have a relationship with us. Which blows our mind because you're the creator of the universe. Who are we that you would want to have a relationship with us? Well, we're just your kids and you love us. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you that we do have a hope and a future. And we thank you that you will always chase after us in Jesus' name. Let's give him a praise offering for that because he deserves it. Well, good morning, Fellowship Church. As you guys make your way back to your seats, thank you so much for being a part of our services this weekend. And happy Mother's Day to you. If you are a mom, this uh, we have something coming up here in the service. It's a little special for you here in just a second. But if you're a guest or a visitor, thank you so much for being a part of our services. Now, it's super easy for you to register here at Fellowship. All you gotta do is take your phone out and text Fellowship to 94,000. When you do that, you'll receive some more information about the church. And we love for you to do that. I love all of the new people that are coming to fellowship. And God has just so, so blessed us with so many things. And we are a blessed, blessed people. And thank you for being a part of our church family. Well, we're gonna continue to worship now with the giving and tithes and offerings. Whether you are here with us or you are at home, there's several different ways that you can give here at fellowship. We don't uh, pass plates or buckets. Uh, we have very easy ways that you can give online uh, with us electronically, whether that's through the church center app, the website, or text tithing. And then also, if you have a gift today, a tither or offering, you want to drop it off, you can do so in the lobby. We have several offering boxes for you to be able to do that. And as you get ready to give this morning, let me say a prayer of blessing over you. Lord, we love you and thank you so much for everything you've done for us. Thank you, Lord, for our moms. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for blessing us uh, with great mentors. God, you're so good and faithful to us. And thank you for what this day represents. Lord, I thank you so much that we can give back to you now and as a gift in worship. And I just pray in Jesus' name that you would just bless us as we give back to you like only you can. Let everything that comes in would be sufficient to your church's needs uh, and bless us as we give to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it is Mother's Day and on Mother's Day, we have a little bit of a tradition around here. We like to honor our moms. And so we have some things that we would like to give out to our moms today. Uh, some questions we wanna ask you to see maybe if you can win some really cool 
prizes we have. We've got an awesome one-hour massage. Oh, man. Everybody needs a one-hour massage. I'll fact, just take that off. Yeah, your okay, there you go, Jay. Okay, so that one's off the table, I guess. Um, we also have uh, a, a gift certificate to get some your nails done. Maybe you want a pedicure or a manicure, foot massage, something like that. We have a $50 gift card. You can take that anywhere and use that. That's just as good as... That's as good as cash. So maybe you want, maybe you want that. Target gift card, okay? There's, there's Target. You can get almost anything at Target. And then we've got, we have a, a $50 Visa card too that we'll be given to our online uh, listeners this morning. So in fact, what we'll do is we're gonna start off with a online gift as well as in person. So you can win whether you're in person or online. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you're watching online and you want to go for this prize, and it's a gift about kids and grandchildren and that kind of stuff, what you need to do is take your phone out and you need to text mom day, mom day to 94,000. Now, know when you do mom day, it's going to try to autocorrect to Monday. So don't send us a bunch of texts that say Monday, okay? mom day to 94,000. You need to text that right now. And then that gets you in the system. And then when you answer the question, you'll answer with a number, text that in and whoever has the highest number will win this prize. You guys will actually be going for this $50 gift of, of Visa gift certificate if you're watching from home. And then everybody else that's in the room, you guys will be going for this wonderful massage. Okay. All right. So here's the question. Get ready, to, get ready to text it in if you're watching at home. Who in the room has the most kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids? Most kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids. You may need to get out like your calculator on your phone and start doing the math, trying to figure it all out. So in the room, is there anybody that has, say, oh, more than 20, more than 20 kids? Grandkids and great-grandkids. If you do, raise your hand. Anybody with 20? <clears throat> Some of you are using all your hands and toes. I understand. How, oh, there's one right here, right in the middle. Amanda's running over there. Jail's got somebody. How okay. many does she have, Amanda? 21. 21. We're not exactly sure, but she has 20 grandchildren who themselves have children. So she's way up there. Okay. Over, way, well over 20. We, we mean the way up there in a very sweet way. Yeah. It, yes. She's, yes. It's, it's, it's honoring. Thing. Now yes. we're talking about like squared and cubed numbers. Yes. yes. It's exponentially yes. increasing. It's very beautiful oh. over here. Awesome. I don't think anybody beats that, right? Oh, oh we maybe. have another hand. I need faster staff. Whoa, whoa. why don't I do the up there and you come run around? What do you guys think? Okay, JL. We're doing math still, Pastor Tim. You're going to have to be patient. How about online? It's Where Mother's are we at online? Day. Getting close? Okay, they're 90 seconds behind We're us. We're up to 32 so it takes over them here. A while. So 32. 32. Yeah. Can you, somebody do the algebra to make sure that we're where we're at with this as far as who's got more? More than 32. Do you have more than 32? 
They're they're over forty for sure, and then it gets. Okay, so so we have a winner. Is yes, what you're saying? Yes, we have a winner. Okay, Kevin. awesome. Enjoy that massage from Coco Body Works here in town. An hour massage. You have that many kids, grandkids, and all that. You need a massage. I've decided. So. No, she wants Target, and it's Mother's Day, so oh. she's gonna get Target. Okay. There it's you up go. to her, not you. Awesome. <laughs> She needs that Target card. Okay, so the next one will be a massage. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just give Amanda all the prizes? There you go. And just we'll take decide. them. I'll just stay out of that. Yeah, all right. So next one is newest mom. Newest mom. Oh, that's so a good massage. How yeah. many? Yeah, yeah. You definitely probably need to do a massage. Anybody in the room that has had a child in the last two years? Raise your hand. Several. Okay. Anybody that's had a child within the last year, keep your hand up. If you're sitting in the lobby and you can hear me and you have a 10-day-old, please come into the service. <laughs> Do you know something I don't know? I think. That's what happened last year. There was like a tiny infant. That door is going to just bust open in about two like seconds. six moms. <laughs> so. Open it up, Dale. See if we got someone out there. Less than 10 days. There's no way. So we have three months yeah. so far. Yes, they, they have to be in the room. I they mean, I don't care if they it. just had labor. I mean, come on. Yes, she's coming. Oh, yes. Okay. If, ten, ten days. <laughs> What's that? Ten days. Ten days. Is, so. Yes, I've seen the baby. She's beautiful. Okay, because if she wasn't cute, we would take the card No, back. she's very cute. <laughs> so and ten days. Pastor Tim's last year hosting this <laughs> segment. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. Ten days. Oh, that's great. So first service, three weeks old was the closest. And then we had an online person for the kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids. 41 is what we had for the first service for that wow. one there too. All right. Okay, what's online for that one? 50. 50. 50 online for that oh, wow. first question. Wow. Congratulations. All right. Here's the next one. Uh, this is a new one, new category. So this one we've never done before. Most years as a first responder. And a mom. And a mom. Yes, of course. We're not giving that to anybody. Law no, enforcement, no paramedics, EMTs, or firefighters. So how many moms are here that are actually law enforcement, paramedics, EMTs, or firefighters? Anyone? 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 Oh, yes. Tanny? Yes. And you know what? Actually, how many years has Tanny been in law enforcement? Like, Hurry, jail, what? run, jail. 27. 27 years in law enforcement. I don't know. Does anybody run on beat, gonna beat that, right? I don't think anybody beats that. So, Tanny, congratulations. You get to pick. Yes. She's awesome. Tanny's actually over our security here, and she does an incredible job and is such a blessing to us. Okay, last one. Here we go. Uh, most years, got to be a mom, as a teacher. As a teacher, May is a Teacher Appreciation Month, so we are going to stay with that uh, with that theme. So, how many moms do we have that are teachers, educators here in the church? Okay, several. Thank you guys for teaching our children. Thank you so much. Now, is anybody uh, in the room that is a teacher that has taught for ten years or more? Keep your hand up. Okay, several. Got two down here. Um, We're at 32 over here. 32? Anybody beat 32? Oh. Man, did you see how many, how fast the teacher's hands went now? Wait, there <laughs> may be. Yes, that's 32. Any okay. more than 32? 
But I have a 25 and a 17. Yes, and we just want to say thank you. Everyone. She's currently 32. 32, no long, no, nobody's got more than 32? Lots of years, but not 32. Wow. Okay, so a lot 32 wins right over here. Thank, thank, you, thank you so much. And thank you all you moms who are teachers, educators. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Happy Mother's Day. God, may God bless you. Uh, so, so glad to have you in our service today. And here's a few more things that are happening here at Fellowship. Happy Mother's Day, Fellowship Church. Hi, Mom. I always wanted to do that. <laughs> it's crazy to think that Mother's Day is already here. And there's a lot of other things that are happening here at Fellowship Church. The first thing starts next week is called Rooted. It's a great way to fill in some gaps about your faith. It's also a great way to connect with other people in the same age and stage of life. So if this is a course that interests you, it's only $20. It happens on Sunday morning. It's gonna start next week at 9 a.m. in the Two Rivers Room, which is in the administration wing here in Fellowship Church. And I highly suggest you sign up quick because it's awesome to see how great these groups come together. So sign up on the Church Center app or you can drop by the booth on the west end of the lobby today. Rounding out our events here at Fellowship Church, coming up on July 18th through the 20th is our Super Kids Conference. This is a conference that's designed for the elementary age group and we are really excited about how this is all coming together. We're starting to gather leaders and we're writing this curriculum that is based for these kids. Now there's been some confusion around what age level you can get into this conference. Any student going into second grade all the way through, any student going into sixth grade are more than welcome to sign up for this event. This event's gonna be really great as each night the kids will go home and then come back. The schedule's listed there on the Church Center app. That's also where you can sign up for this event. This event's gonna have amazing worship, games, and so much fun. Your kids are gonna be so filled up at the end of the summer, ready to launch into the school year. So this is an event that you are interested in signing your elementary student up for. Please do so on the Church Center app or drop by the Information Center. Thank you so much for spending your Mother's Day with us here at Fellowship Church. Enjoy the rest of today's service. Well, church family, good morning. Uh, I wanna just say this again. I know we've been saying it a lot, but happy Mother's Day. We're so glad that you're celebrating with us today. I know that Mother's Day can be a, a great day of celebration, because it can also be a difficult day. So I wanna start off by thanking uh, those of you that um, have reached out to our family over the last several months, because uh, many of you know that my mother-in-law, Amelie's mom, Susan, uh, passed away in November, and uh, this is our first Mother's Day without her. And uh, we are just so thankful for her memory. We're thankful for her kindness and all that uh, she's done for us. And I know that there are many of you in that same boat. So I want to acknowledge that and, and just say that, you know what? We're thankful for our moms. But I, I today, as we get into God's word, I want to focus on today not being a day of mourning, but being a day of celebration uh, because we have so much to be thankful for. So I got to give a shout out straight up to my mom. Mom, you are the most amazing mother in the entire world. I love my mom. She's amazing. She's great, period. And I'm also going to give the shout out to the beautiful bride of mine, who, who is the mother of my children. Girl, you get finer every day. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. 
my girl. Because moms are amazing, right? Moms are amazing. You have to put up with some garbage, right? <laughs> Clean that up, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I wanna, I wanna ask you to get involved with me. Turn around, find a mom sitting next to you and give them a high five. They deserve it. Tell them, tell them you are amazing. They need to hear it because they're not hearing it from their kids. Tell them you are amazing. Amazing. I want to dive right into a story today because we uh, just getting into Mother's Day and then this whole year, this whole theme has been walking with Jesus. So uh, I, I say we take a little walk with Jesus today. What do you say? All right, let's do it. Uh, we see here in John chapter 2. It says, on the third day, a wedding took place in Cana of Galilee, and Jesus' mother was there. See how I did this? Jesus' mom's there. It's Mother's Day. I'm clever. <laughs> and Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had been invited to a wedding, and when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman! Why do you involve me, Jesus replied. Might I not recommend that you call your mother woman unless you are God incarnate? <laughs> I tried that one time and I still walk with a limp. It will not go well with you. It, it will not, it will not. Woman, why do you involve me, Jesus replied. My hour has not yet come. Now this is classic mom style. Watch how Mary handles this right now. She just completely ignores everything he just said. So his mother said to the servants, just do whatever he tells you to. And nearby, Stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, and each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. And Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. And they did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine, and he did not realize where it had, been, had come from, though the servants who had drawn out the water knew and he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. Somebody say the good wine. You have saved the best for now. Now check out verse 11 and then we're gonna be done with our reading for this morning. Uh, he said, what Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory. So this is the first instance in which Jesus reveals his glory and his disciples believed in him. Today, I want to speak to you this morning from the subject, drinks at a party. Drinks at a party. Somebody say drinks at a party. Some mother just got excited right now in this room. Drinks out of party. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, as we get into your word today, we pray that you would see, we would see you, Jesus, because if we see you, we will be changed. God, we need that today. We don't need Dan's opinion. We don't need anything else. We need your change. So reveal your love to us. Reveal your plan for us. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. 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 Let me ask you a question. By showing your hands, you could throw it up in an emoji or something like that if you're watching with us online. How many of you love chick flicks? Anybody, chick flick lovers, chick flicks. 
Let me do it this way. Women, put your hands down. Men, how many of you love chick flicks? Any, any brave souls in this room? Wow, wow, there, there are definitely a few. <laughs> his wife's holding his hand up for him. That's the thing. It's like he wasn't gonna admit it, but we all know now, we, know, we saw. Um, I, I used to hate chick flicks. I just war movies, but the truth is I was raised by a woman. I have a sister. I'm married to a woman. I have two teenage daughters. I watch a lot of chick flicks. I, I do. I do. And um, I started to recognize that it's a good thing to watch chick flicks. Men, here, here's just a little like marriage seminar for you men, young men, if you just got married. Watch the chick flicks because it's just like doing the dishes. The more you're watching the washing the dishes, the sexier you get. If you sit down next to your wife and watch a chick flick, the sexier you get. So I'm just saying, it's like over the years I learned, I'm just gonna sit down and watch this movie. I don't even care what it's about, but it's like 27 dresses, who, what, whatever. I don't care. Like, but I remember, I remember there's one movie in particular that is my wife's favorite movie. And I've seen this movie so many times, it's like I never want to see it again, but I've seen the movie so many times. It is the modern day Pride and Prejudice. How many of you would just be like, that's the bomb of the show? That's the, okay, let me tell you something. It's like, I would sit down next to her and this movie is all based on a wedding, right? And it, they speak slow and they do uh, like all sorts of stuff that makes no sense to me, but anyways. I've watched the show so many times, I'm not gonna watch it anymore. So what I will do is many times I, I will come through and, and, and just to like, to show my wife some love, I will take the key line from the movie and I will walk through and it's serious and she's eating her popcorn and watching the TV and there's tears running down her face and I walk through and I say, hold on, Amelie, Amelie. you have bewitched me <laughs> by your soul and I love. I love, I love you. <laughs> and that's, that's normally about the time a shoe gets thrown at my head and I'm told to leave, but, but it's interesting because it showed a culture in which there was a wedding taking place that is much different than the culture that you and I experience now. And it's much different than the culture that Jesus was experiencing when we read this story in John chapter two. And I love the context of this. And I love to take a look at the historical side of it because it speaks so much to us. There's so much we can learn out of the fact that Jesus attended a wedding. If there was ever a man on a mission, this is Jesus, the Son of God, God incarnate. He came to die and take away the sins of the world, to raise again. He came to bring people to salvation and to right standing, righteousness with God. He was on a mission, and the Bible says that he receives an invitation. Hey, Jesus, you want to come to the wedding? He's like, yeah, I'll be there. I'm bringing my boys. It's going to be awesome. We're going to hang out. Now, what, what you might not know is like, weddings were different back then. I did a wedding last summer. I kid you not, I was out of my truck for less than 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Like, a couple, like, made a contract with the church, paid me to show up, do a wedding. I was there, I was ready to serve, ready to rock. I'm like, what do you need? And they're like, can you just keep this short? I'm like, well, I, I can do it, I'm just here to serve. I'm like, keep it short. Apparently they had something else on their mind, you know? Like, 
So I'm like, whatever, I'll just, I'll, I'll do what I gotta do. I'll just do the wedding, right? In 15 minutes is all. But weddings in Jesus' time, we're, ta- we're talking about the average wedding for a working class family, normal people, three to five days, right? You go to people with any sort of influence, uh, affluence, I meant to say, uh, we're talking one week, two weeks, three weeks long for a wedding, three weeks long. So if you got an invitation, what are they saying? They're saying, I want you to um, lend out your farm work and I want you to lend out uh, uh, what your different um, uh, vocation is and and get it covered because I want you to come celebrate with my family for the next three weeks. We are gonna throw a party and we are gonna get down and we're gonna celebrate two people coming together. It's gonna be amazing. And we have no idea how long this particular wedding says. The text does not say, but we know it was at least three to five days culturally. Jesus, the man on the mission, gets an invitation. Hey, you want to drop what you're doing and come show up? He's like, I'll be there. Man, what that tells me is I think a lot of us, we take ourselves way too seriously. Like you are way too busy. You are way too focused. You are way too worried and concerned. You're thinking it's like, if we're talking about following Jesus, walking with Jesus, we're talking about walking with a man who was on the greater mission than anything you and I could ever face in our life. And he's like, well, we got time to just hang out together and love one another. That's what we're gonna do. So it's like, you're so worried about work. You're so worried about stress. You're so worried about all the financial problems, all the different stuff. And if you're following Jesus, we can take a cue from him where it's like, man, take a deep breath and relax and have some fun and go hang out with your friends and go to the lake and have a good time. That's what we see with Jesus. And Jesus is just here. He's hanging out with his boys. He's at this this party. He's at this wedding. And apparently we recognize that that. While he's hanging out there, Jesus' mother must have been very invested into this family, so much so that she was so invested in this particular family that she has been paying attention and watching the fact that this family is about to run out of wine. And that's a problem. Well, you think, what's the big deal? So what? Run to the grocery store, get some more, doesn't matter, whatever. It's like, but this is a problem because what Mary knew was something that we all need to know and focus on is in these days, you needed three things for a wedding. You needed a bride, you needed a groom, and you needed wine. And the reason why is if I'm gonna invite you to come into a, from a different city and, and, and hang out with me and I'm gonna host you, it's like, it's like uh, people would have to prepare for years in order to be able to get ready, in order to be able to have this celebration because for me to invite you to leave your work and come and I haven't made the proper preparations for you to have a place to stay and for me to feed you and for me to give you wine and give you a good time, it would be shame on my family, it would be a disgrace to my family that, that I left what I was doing to show up here and you don't even care enough to take care of me. I thought this was supposed to be a celebration. Why did you invite me to leave what I'm supposed to be taking care of right now and you don't even care enough? Mary knew that disgrace was building against this family. The shame was building against this family. And see, wine was a status symbol. You know, if you're gonna... If you're gonna throw a party that's gonna last one week, two weeks, three weeks, you're th- we're, we're talking about, they took, it took years to borrow mo- the money and save up and, and get all this stuff ready. And 
And as much as they tried to dot their I's and cross their T's, Mary recognizes that, wait a minute, all of the guests are about to find out that the groom failed, the groom didn't have what it took, and it's gonna be a laughing stock. People are gonna make fun of him, there's gonna be dishonor, the memory of this wedding is not gonna be two people coming together, it's gonna be the failure that took place there. And she cares so much that she goes to Jesus and she, she's in distress when she comes to Jesus. She, she's so concerned and evidently she cares so much about the bride and the groom. She knows this because that they're about to run out of wine and shame is about to come on the family. So she urgently comes to Jesus and she must have known Jesus could do something about the situation because he said, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. They have no more wine. And see, it's interesting because Mary had no idea what she was saying. Because obviously she was saying this from the natural sense, from the physical sense. They were running out of the liquid wine. But there was a prophetic spiritual undertone that Mary must have had no idea what she was even saying. Because this was typical of the entire nation of Israel. That the presence of God had departed from them. There was an absence of his spirit. There was an absence of his grace. There was an absence of his goodness there. So so if you would, the, the, the nation of Israel had run out of wine and Jesus was there to restore the wine to the believers, to the nation of Israel and to those of you in this room where you feel like your joy has been poured out, your life has been just depleted, where you feel like you have lost the things you were looking for and you feel like you, you once had his presence and you can't find it anymore. It's Jesus who comes to restore the wine, to restore the Holy Spirit, to restore his presence into your life. And that's what Mary was actually saying to you and I when she's coming and saying, hey, they have no more wine this is a problem this is a problem so it's puzzling to me right we know God's good we know he loves us there's the, the, the whole Bible is full of stuff that shows us how much God loves us so it's puzzling to me when when she says they have no more no wine why Jesus's response is why do you involve me like what is it because Jesus knew he was about to fix the problem anyways. So he decides to tell his mother, why do you involve me, right before he fixes the problem. What is he doing? He's trying to communicate something to her, and he's trying to communicate something to you and I. Because what is he really saying here? You know, he's communicating to Mary here that, that I know you're my mother and I love you and I honor you, but I am not going to be manipulated into helping other people. I'm not gonna have my arm twisted into to helping people. See, I help people because I love people. I already have plans to bless people. That's what Jeremiah 29, 11 says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for good and not to harm you, to give you a hope in the future. The, I, and he's saying, I act consistency and consistency with my character and I love people and I have plans for people and I've already decided to work on their behalf because I know about their problems before you know about their problems and I love them and, and there's shame mounting up against them and I'm working on their behalf before you even know it. So I'm gonna do it not because I'm being manipulated, not because my arm is being twisted, but because I want to. 
That's the God that we serve. That's the good God that loves you. And let me just say a side note about prayer. Can I say something about prayer? Prayer is not manipulating God. He has already intended to do good for you. He has already intended to act in consistency with his character and he is gracious and loving. He's a provider, he's a deliverer, he is a good God. And, and he said, well, I, I'm acting because I'm God. And I love how, I love how he, she just, he said, woman, why are you involving me? And she just kind of turns around, like does what moms do. I'm ignoring just, just, just do whatever he tells you to do. She tells the service, just whatever he says, you do it. I, I love that there because can I tell you this, brothers and sisters? I'm theologically persuaded that God wants to do more for you than you can even imagine. He wants to do more for you than, you are, than you're even asking. He, he, he wants to do more. You think, well, I can't pray about that. I can't ask about that. I, I don't know if you would even care about these things. These are pitiful little things in life, but, but God cares so much. He's crazy about you, and he wants to do more for you, and he has plans to do more for you. He loves you so much. Matthew 7 says, if then you, though you are evil, know how you, to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your, heaven, will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? You need to hear this today. Your God loves you. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than you can ask, Think or even imagine. God, not only does he want to do more for you, he can do more for you, more than you can imagine. Some of you sit in bed and dream up what your dream life would be. Your, your imagination's not good enough. God's saying, nah. It's like you can't even think at the level that I'm thinking for you. You can't even think at the level that I want to bless you. It's like I have so much more for you and, and God has the ability to do it. Proverbs 20 says that, that he, has, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Let's put that in modern vernacular. He owns the, the, the Cadillacs on a thousand lots, right? He's got an endless supply of Escalades. And he, and he wants to take care of you and you worry, you wonder, God, can you help me pay my bills this month? Do, do you care that I'm struggling right now? Does it even matter that, that, that I'm struggling? And we think, man, I can't, I can't pray about these things and yet we have a God who is limitless, limitless. And, and there were, there's shame mounting against this family right now. There's shame mounting and the groom didn't even know about it. He didn't even know that there was about to be disgrace and yet God was working on his behalf. And let me tell you, brothers and sisters, you don't even know the shame that's been mounting against you and the battle that's been coming against you that never even gets to you because God has been working on your behalf and is doing something for you and you had no clue even about it. That's how good our God is. If you believe that our God has blessed you and deserves some praise, then let's give him a shout of praise today. I wish I had someone who would preach this message with me today because I'm telling you, this gets me pumped. This is, this is like the high that I need in life. This is why I don't do drugs. 
It's like, because you, you can start thinking about the goodness of God and how much you are jacked up because I am just as jacked up as you and go, wait, he loves me that much? Man, that's good. That's what makes me wanna get up out of bed every day. That, that's what makes me realize I can keep breathing. That's what, that's what keeps me going is there is so much that could have been mounting up against me and yet my God has been working on my, my behalf and caring for me. And Mary's so concerned because she doesn't want shame to hit this bridegroom. And we learn a lot from the story because do you recognize that in this story, the bridegroom is unnamed? And anytime you read a scripture and the, one of the main characters, one of the main people that we're reading about goes unnamed, you can just take your name and put your name in that place. Because this teaches us the principle that it's not about that single person, but that this is a human problem and that you can insert your own name there because we all find ourselves in the exact same situation. What are you talking about? This bridegroom made all of the preparations he can. He, he, he made his calculations, his preparations, preparations, his meditations. He's like getting it all together. What do I got to do? And for, for years, he does everything he can to get everything in place. And that's what we do. We, we want to be successful. So we make our preparations in our family. And our, and our calculations when it comes to our finances and our preparations and work in school and our plans. How are we going to make our relationship work? How am I going to get better and healthier? How am I going to make my marriage work? How am I going to raise kids? We get all these preparations and we get meal plans of how I can be healthier and we get... Uh, business plans of how I can be more successful and plans out our calendars and our date nights and we cross all of our uh, T's and dot all of our I's and, and here I am to tell you today that what we learned from the scripture and all of your calculations and all of your preparations, all of those things will still not be enough. That's what we learned from this bridegroom story. He did everything he had and he ran out. Have you ever felt lacking? You ever felt like what you had was just not enough? Like there's too many bills, I don't have the money. There's too much that, that is being pulled from me emotionally and yet I'm struggling emotionally. It's like, have you ever felt lacking? I can tell you I have. I feel lacking sometimes. I can tell you when my kids were younger, it's like the times, it's like I, I, I would go home, I would, I would go to work and have so much pulled from me emotionally all day long and I was exhausted all day long and I pull into the driveway and I recognize my kids are inside and they just want me to crawl around on the ground with them and all I wanna do is crawl into bed. Have you ever, have you ever felt lacking? It's like, I, I need wisdom in my work. I need wisdom in my marriage. I, and I'm like, I just, I don't even know what to do. It's like just from a little context of where I am in life, it's like um, uh, th this September will be seven years that I've been the lead pastor here at Fellowship Church and I was really excited in September of 2014 when I became the lead pastor, but then I started thinking, oh my gosh, the, uh, the next 30 years of my life, there's 52 weeks in a year and I've gotta come up here every week and come up with a new story like, like, like uh, the do 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 I gotta like find a way to entertain people, I've gotta like, uh, and I started thinking, like, I, I, I've, I, so I've never prepared any more than I, than I have before, and I've never studied as much, and I've never ran through things as much, and I've never gone through all this, and I just get up here, and I open up the door, and I'm like, oh, God, help. 
Because like I, I, I'm only coming up on 40 years. I don't even have that many stories. You hear pastors in their 60s or like back in the 50s when I was growing up. I'm like, you get back in the 80s when I was growing up. It was like the, when the first Jordans came out, you know. It was like, I, <laughs> you, you ever felt lacking? I wonder how long this bridegroom prepared but I'm here to tell you today that no eye has seen, this is First Corinthians 2, no eye has seen or ear has heard nor mind has ever thought of the wonderful things that God has made ready for those that love him. See, we can't even comprehend the plans that, that, that he has for us. It's like we, we feel like we don't have enough because we are endless supply, or we are limited supplies, but we serve a God who is in endless supply. We prepare all week and, and we feel like we just don't have enough. So back to the story, Jesus sends the servants. He says, I want you to draw water out of the jars and, and, and bring him to the master of the ceremony. Bring it to your boss. Like you gotta think about how stressful this must have been for them. They're like, okay, we're just listening to this guy. He told us to go get water. If I bring water to my boss, who's the MC of this party, it's like his job to keep that place bumping. Like get the music going. If you see a long face, give him another glass of wine. Like keep the party bumping. I'm gonna bring him a glass of water. It's like, he's gonna fire me. I'm gonna lose my job over this. This is crazy. It's like, I, 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 what am I gonna do? I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And he sends, he sends his servants there. And it's interesting, side note, that the Bible says that there were six jars. Because every time in the Bible you see the number six, we see that it's indicative of the number of man. It's what you and I can do on our own. It's, it, it's, it shows the mortality and the finite nature of humankind is that there's only so much we can do on our own. And here... We see that these men fill these pots. They do what they can do, and they scoop out the water, and they start bringing it to the master ceremonies. And let's stop for a second and consider something. See, I was thinking about this. If I'm Jesus, right? I know, it's a terrible thing to think about. <laughs> um, uh, or if you're Jesus, let me just be honest. If I'm Jesus, then the Bible says that this is the first time that I am going to express and reveal to the world my weight, my glory, my doxa, my, my divinity, the fact that I am God. If this is the first time I'm going to express that, it's not going to be adjusting beverages at a party. <laughs> Who the heck cares about wine running out at a party? Who cares? What? If I'm Jesus, I'm thinking like I'm gonna do some sort of great miracle to show my might and my power, but the very first time Jesus shows his power, his glory is revealed, he shows it by going to a party and adjusting what might bring shame to a person in their life. And you think, whoa, 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 wait a minute all the times I've had shame building up in my life and like, we, we pray these prayers like, God, God, do you even care? He cares more than you do. Because, and here, here's how I, I know that, is there's things that you think, I can't even pray about that. 
that doesn't matter. That's not big enough or important enough for God. God knows about it and he cares about it. I can't pray for a parking space. <laughs> Says who? Uh, I can't pray that I'm gonna pass this test. Like does, does God even care about, he cares more about it than you do. He knows and he sees what disgrace, he sees what shame, he sees what blessings he wants to give you. You, you can't even imagine, the, that's what the Bible says, you can't even imagine the things that he has for you. And you think, do you, do you even care? This tells me about something that's so incredibly exciting is that he cares so much for you. And some of you are not asking God for things because you don't think that it's important enough. You're asking God, God, are you gonna help me in my job? Are you gonna help me in my marriage? Are you gonna help me in this addiction? Because I feel like I'm a prisoner in my own basement. Are you gonna help me? And he is so intimately involved in every single detail at your party that the very, at, in your life, that the very first blessing that he shows in, in the very first miracle he ever does is, is by adjusting drinks at a party. So here the servants are carrying the, the wine and they bring it to the master of the ceremony and the master of the ceremony drinks the wine and he goes, oh, wow, this is incredible. He said, wait a minute, I need to talk to the groom because everyone, that's what the Bible said, the master of the ceremony said, this is the way it is with every human being. Everyone I've ever known brings out the good wine, the choice wine first, and then when people have had too much to drink, then they bring out the lesser, the inferior, the cheap stuff, because there's not enough of the good stuff to go around, so I'm gonna give the good stuff, and then when you can't tell the difference, I'm gonna bring out the inferior. He says, that's the way it is with every man with every woman on the planet. That's in scripture, everyone. This is the lack mentality. And this is where we contend to do this in our own lives is we know we're a limited resource. So it blows the MC's mind and it blows our minds when we finally start to see this in scripture of why is God doing this at a wedding is he's revealing to us that what you and I have in us is a lack mentality of being able to think, I can only bring so much of my best to the table. So I am going to bring some of my best now and I'm gonna ration it out because there's not enough of it to go around. I can't cook all of my best meals in the first month of marriage, you know what I'm saying? It's like I can't bring all my best ideas to work in the first quarter uh, of me working there. It's like, uh, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna bring out some best, I'm gonna, then I'm gonna bring out uh, so, some inferior because there's not enough good to go around. Like, like I've, I've only got enough, like think about it from my context. It's like, I can't preach all of my best sermons in one month. <laughs> so I'm gonna run out of things to do. I'm running out of things to say. It's like, so I saw bring out the best. That's what the MC's saying. And then later bring out the inferior. But he says, but you did it different. You brought out what you had. And then all of a sudden something better came. Well, how in the world did that happen? The, the groom brought out the best of what he had. And then Jesus showed up on the scene and made his best better. So I wanna share something with you today if you have ever felt lacking. In fact, would you stand to your feet with me as we close?
The Bible says in John 7, 38, whoever believes in me, as scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from them. God has an endless supply. So as I've studied this chapter and I've studied this story, I wanna speak to those of you about what God has spoken to me today and I believe it's a word that you need to hear if you felt lacking. Because I I know there are many of us. In fact, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes and if you just feel like you don't have enough for all the responsibility and all the pressure you have, would you put your hand up in the air? All right, you can put them back down. That's pretty much a hundred out of a hundred. Is that God shows us in this story that we can do everything we can do all of our calculations and get ready. We can try to be prepared as best as we can, but it's not going to be enough. So instead of bracing the lack mentality of trying to ration out what you have, what we learn from this story and what we learn from our God who has an endless supply is that if you will just bring your very best for today, God will better your best for tomorrow. See, we don't even know what tomorrow brings. The Bible says, I believe it's in Matthew chapter six, the Bible says that for, for tomorrow has its own worries. Worry about today because tomorrow has its own worries, its own problems that are for tomorrow. It's like we don't even know if we have tomorrow. So what did God give you? He gave you supply for today not supply to hoard for someday. And that's what some of you have been doing. You've been holding your heart. You've been holding your love. You've been holding your generosity. You've been holding your resources. You've been holding your gift set and saying, I'm gonna save this for someday. And that is a lack mentality that God didn't give you. He said, bring your best today and I will better your best for tomorrow. Because the world saves their best for later, but you wanna know how the world gets shocked by the work of God in your life is when you show up every day bringing your best and it keeps getting better and better and better, not because you're better, but because you have the rivers of life, of the river of his spirit flowing through you because you're just being a vessel. You gotta pour out if you want him to pour back in. Those jars can't get filled up if they're already full. So bring your best today and he'll better your best. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person in this room. And I thank you that you so intimately love us, that you care about every detail in our life and that God, you have saved us from things we didn't even know we were getting saved from. And I pray right now for my brothers and sisters who have a lack mentality, who just feel like I can't make it through this season. I don't have what it takes. God, you've given us what we need for today. And we pray that as we pour out what you have given us, you will give us more and you'll give us better. We thank you that you decided to show your glory to the world by showing us how much you care about every intimate detail of our life. Thank you for your love. There's nothing else we can do but praise you and say thank you for your love. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Let's give him a shout of praise. Go hug your mother. Go love on your mother. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you for joining with us online. We'll see you next week.
Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you've not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. You can repeat after me, Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us here at the church at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this is your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click the first time link located in the description below the video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.